Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here with another episode for you. So right now, I'm currently busy recording brand spanking new episodes and interviews for you. So in the meantime, I'm gonna be playing some of our best episodes, some of our most popular episodes for you so that you can hear them again, get inspired again, or if you're new, then you can be introduced to these amazing interviews. So if you're new, welcome. Make sure that if you're enjoying the podcast, you do subscribe because I will be coming out with brand new episodes in the new season. And also make sure that you leave a review if you're enjoying the episode. If you're a newbie or if you're a returner and you haven't left the review, reviews are amazing and they help this podcast get found. I also love it when you share on your Instagram, tag me at beauty and the vlog. Let me know how these episodes are affecting you. Let me know what you are learning. Let me know what you do while you're listening. It just, seeing that continues to keep me inspired to keep going and providing you with this amazing content. Enjoy the interview. For this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Sylvia. Her channel is called L Bangs, and she is a really popular hair guru on YouTube. Here's her bio. Sylvia, she's raised, is 32 years old. She's originally from Portugal, but moved to the U.S. when she was three years old. She's a Redken-trained hairstylist living in San Francisco and also a YouTuber who goes by the name L Banks on her YouTube channel. She shares professional DIY tips about hair color, cut, and styling to help people get their dream hair while at the same time saving some money at the salon. Sylvia started her YouTube channel with her husband, Adam, about four years ago to teach people some of the things she learned herself going through cosmetology school and working at various salons in the Bay Area. She loved everything hair and makeup and thought that YouTube would be a good way to engage with other like-minded people. Currently, Sylvia has almost half a million YouTube subscribers and 49 million video views. So we talk a lot about her being on YouTube and basically taking her business of hair onto the YouTube platform and how that not only helped make her into a successful influencer online, but also it helped her business as a hairstylist, which is a great way to utilize YouTube. And the other thing we talked about too, is that, you know, she tends to be a little bit more reserved personality. So for her, it just wasn't part of her personality to be the super bubbly person, but because she approached YouTube in a certain way and just embraced her personality and really had great technology and had great lighting and camera and everything. Her channel looked amazing and she just embraced who she was. So a lot of what we talk about too is just, you don't have to be that you know super outgoing person to have success on YouTube. And uh, we talk a lot about technology there and we have a lot of great stuff in the show notes too for you, a lot of links to some good tech And also if you are kind of in the hair world and you want to check out some more hair people that I've interviewed, I've interviewed a couple other people in the hair industry. I've interviewed Kaylee Melissa, Stephen Marinero, and Theodore Leaf. And those will all be linked in the show notes as well. So if you want to check out more of those, you know, talking about hair, talking about doing hair on YouTube, because it's kind of its own ballgame. Because when it comes to filming and all that, it's a little bit more difficult than doing straight talking if you're talking about whatever. And uh, a lot of them talk a lot about that, including Sylvia as well. So I really hope that you enjoy this interview. And without further ado, let's get started. Mwah. Well, hello, Sylvia. Thanks for being part of Beauty and the Vlog. Hello. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Yes. Yes. So I'm excited to talk all about your YouTube journey and everything that you've done so far as an influencer. So the first question I ask everybody that comes on the show is what inspired you to start a YouTube channel? I think wanting to inspire others. Um, Ever since I started cosmetology school, my friends would always ask me, you know, like, how do I do this at home? And trying to explain it over the phone was always a little difficult. And I used to always think, like, if only I could, like, send them, like, a short video. And then with YouTube being so influential and so big, and, of course, like, one time I remember thinking, like, I wonder if anyone's ever done, like, a makeup tutorial or a hair tutorial, like, on YouTube. And, of course, I searched it, and, of course, it was, like, hundreds of stuff. This (laughs) was a long time ago. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, this could be how I share my hair info. So I always thought of it as 
kind of like sharing, you know, like what I had learned in cosmetology and really sharing it with other girls and people in the world that wanted to learn more about it. Yeah, that's great. So what were you doing at the time when you decided to hop onto YouTube? So I was actually finishing up hair school. I mean, I actually went back and got color certified. And in the middle of that, like I just missed doing hair. I missed being kind of in that atmosphere. And this was around the time I had, you know, met my husband at the time, boyfriend. So he's in film and he was just like, uh, I mean, he's in advertising and photography and all that kind of stuff. So I mentioned it to him like, oh, you know, how fun would it be to like do like one or two videos just to have so I can like send to my friends on YouTube. And he was like, oh my gosh, why don't we just start a channel and start producing, you know, like content and, you know, kind of see where it goes. And that's how it started. Uh, so you had that inspiration from your husband because he was kind of in the industry. Yes. So it can be really intimidating. And I mean, I think just putting yourself out there is just scary, period. But obviously not having to worry about lighting and editing and all that, you know, stuff that I'm not good at uh, was a huge relief and obviously made me want to do it even more because I knew that I had, you know, this extra opportunity. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. Because that's the thing with YouTube is that it's a little bit of a high barrier to entry, mainly because the equipment and all the technical side of things is expensive and be, I mean, pretty kind of difficult to maneuver if you're brand new to it. I mean, you have to learn how to shoot, film, lighting, the sound, edit. It's a lot to learn. Oh my God. Yeah. If you think, oh, I want to make this a hobby. I mean, that's a, it's a pretty big hobby. Yeah. You're like really running a one-man show. I am mm-hmm. like so in awe of these girls that, you know, have millions of followers on YouTube and mm-hmm. they do it all themselves. Yeah. Obviously they probably do this for a living. Um, I'm still you know, in a salon currently, but, um, if it wasn't for, you know, my husband's help with editing and, you know, always knowing about the latest and greatest equipment that we have, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it would be so difficult, but it's funny. He's always like, we need like a new camera. And I'm like, we just got this like a year or two ago. This is like working great. And then we end up getting the new stuff and using it and and then I always realized, oh my gosh, this is so much better. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. So when you first started, he had all the equipment that you needed. Yes. Yeah. We didn't have lighting. So that we kind of just got some cheap lights and thought this will be good for now. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. I think you just have to start and you learn as you go so much. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So and then from there, so he would actually sit there and he would film you basically like you would be the talent you walk on to set he had it all set up. And then he would film you. And you didn't have to worry about any of that. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, I do have to say it was super uncomfortable in the beginning. I mean, yeah. I was just not great in front of the camera, period. But having him there like behind the camera was even more intimidating. And Mm -hmm. I think it was really more when I started to just be like, you know, just turn on the camera and can you just like go in a different room? And I think I was just so much more myself that way, which is funny because you would think I could be myself in front of my husband, but in front of my husband and the camera, that's just way too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And does he do all the editing too? So he started doing all the editing Mm -hmm. and then we realized there was a lot of stuff that like I would say that after seeing it edited, I would go back and be like, no, we need to put this back in. And Mm -hmm. so we realized that it's always better if I do a pass. So I had to learn how to edit. Um, So I do first edit and then he polishes it up and makes it look nicer. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so now, I mean, wait, how long ago was this when you started your channel? Um, We originally started in 2011 and only did maybe two, three videos. And then took probably over a year break before Mm. we got back to it and actually became consistent with it. So when did you become consistent? Like 2012, you would say? Probably a little bit later. I think around 2013 when we actually got married and moved in together. That's when we started to upload content more consistently. Gotcha. So that was about four years ago. Yeah. Okay. I know. Oh my gosh, it feels like <laughs> four months ago. So he was just like, hey, you know, you have this talent of being a hairstylist, a colorist, a hairdresser. And he thought it would be like a good idea for you to just get onto, you know, get onto 
the the YouTube and for you, you're like, yeah, I can inspire people. I can teach people. So then you guys tried a couple of videos and then why did you stop? I think it was more life kind of got in the way. Mm-hmm. Like I just finished school. Like, you know, we were getting married. I was, you know, moving to the city. I think it was more that than anything. And, you know, I wasn't living with him. So it was just a little tougher. Like, obviously, I mean, I was living an hour away from him. So anytime that we mm-hmm. had together, we just wanted to spend with each other and not really work. Yeah. Um, so it was as soon as we were living together. Uh, I think a few months later, we, you know, said we need to get back to it and we need to actually be consistent with it. So, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, so when you did get on YouTube and you decided to be consistent, at that point, why did you guys take it a little bit more seriously? Were you just like, okay, we got to get back into this YouTube thing. YouTube's taking off. Or what was like the intention really when with both of you guys working on your channel diligently at that point? Honestly, it was the request. Like I couldn't get over that. Like I said, originally, I just thought, I'll just put this out there for I can refer my friends to this. And maybe a handful of people will watch this on YouTube. But you know, a year later, it had a couple hundred views and people were requesting new things. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. um, this is great. Like I didn't, people sometimes say they struggle with creating content or yeah. thinking up of new coming up with ideas. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever been a problem for me because I feel like I'm always just trying to catch up with the requests. That's really good. I mean, that means you have an engaged audience. People are saying, hey, I want to see more. I want you to do this or that or or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And the connection with the audience is, oh my gosh, it's one of the best things about YouTube. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, we can talk about that in a little bit. So, okay. So when you were uploading consistently, you, that was about four years ago, you're working as a hairstylist, you're still working as a hairstylist. So what was consistent for you guys? How often were you uploading? We always tried to do once a week. Okay. And I think at the time we were uploading on Mondays, Mm -hmm. um, which we realized like Mondays, then people aren't, you know, in the best of mood or like, just felt like watching a video is probably not necessarily what people were doing. It was also really hard for us because we were spending like all weekend, you know, prepping it and stuff. And then I think we moved it to Wednesday um, and now we do Saturdays, which is we kind of feel like Monday or Tuesday we shoot and then get it kind of ready for the week. And then people get to watch it on a day that they're normally, you know, excited or getting ready for a night out or whatever. Did you feel that by moving to Saturday or, you know, from Wednesday to Saturday, that the views and things, it was just better engagement on a Saturday? Yeah. So my husband's a big nerd about that too, Mm -hmm. you know, finding, you know, when is the best time to upload. I think at the time when we changed it to Saturday, Saturday was considered to be the best day, but I think now it really works for us. And I think our audience just expects it and really likes Saturdays. So I think even if, you know, things kind of change or there was a better time or day, I feel like for right now, we we really like Saturdays. Yeah, I've heard actually that Saturday can be a pretty good day yeah. to upload because people are free. They're kind of like Saturday morning. They're like watching yeah. maybe some videos, yeah. you know, relaxing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. People have more free time and people can engage more too because the other thing with YouTube is you want people to engage, you know, as soon as possible, hopefully within the first 24 hours of the video. Um, obviously all engagement is great, but the more traffic on that video earlier, the better. Um, and so having it on a day where people have a lot more free time, obviously that helps tremendously. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So, um, okay. So then what happened then with your channel? Like how is your growth? So it's been about four years and you're you know, about 450,000 subscribers. So it's pretty good. So was there any type of I'd say tipping point or something that happened, whether it was like a certain video that went viral or collaboration or shout out or anything that might've taken your channel to the next level. Honestly, I don't, my husband and I actually talk about that a lot and I think we've grown steadily, but slowly. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest thing, I mean, obviously personality is huge on YouTube, probably just as big as actual content or you know, actual knowledge that you're sharing. And myself being a hairdresser outside of YouTube, I always really wanted to keep my channel really professional. And I think in keeping it so professional and really just, 
you know, informative, I also felt like I kind of lost a little bit of that just really raw, like human interaction where you, you know, you feel like it's your best friend talking to you. You know, I try and always avoid controversial issues and that kind of stuff. So, but I think that kind of stuff also really helps you grow because, you know, people connect with you a lot more. Also, I feel I do, you know, I do hair and I feel like makeup is really the big winner on YouTube. So I think there is just a much more narrowed audience. On top of it being hair, um, I'm specialized in blonding. So even more narrowed is, you know, either girls that are blonde or wanting to be blonde or wanting to be brass free. So I feel like I do have a very narrow audience. So sometimes I feel that the fact that almost half a million people are interested in blonding is already very surprising to me. But I don't think that we have gotten lucky or that we've, you know, there was like that one magic thing that we did and it really like made us grow. I don't think we have that. I think it's obviously we want to reach a million and even though a million is nothing now in the YouTube world, but I mean, I'm obviously very fortunate for the number I do have, but I don't think that it's, you know, gone crazy overnight. It's like huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, that's interesting. And, you know, you bring up the point about having somewhat of a narrow niche, but then, you know, you do talk about earlier how the engagement is so important. So sometimes, you know, with these niches that are really narrow, it might take longer to grow or, you know, you're not going to get that crazy big, big audience really quickly or even maybe ever, but your audience itself is really, really loyal and really engaged. Do you find that you have that, you know, a lot of communication engagement with your audience? Absolutely. And that's basically what I wanted to create. And obviously in anything that you do, you're going to have opinions, um, both from my husband, both from friends, both from, you know, people that are in the industry and in the TV world and that have tried to steer me into, you know what, you can get so many more views, you can get so many more subscribers by doing X, Y, Z. And I have always just thought like I, the audience I have, I want it to be just super genuine. I want people to be here because this is what they want to learn and because they like me. I could never put on, you know, this fake TV personality. And I'm not to say that YouTubers that have this great personality is fake, but I just felt at the end of the day, all I can be is me. And I'm not an entertainer. I mean, my, my brother is, and you know, half of my family is, and I think that's wonderful. It's such a beautiful gift that someone can just entertain people with words, but that's not me. I felt what I have to share is knowledge about hair. Mm -hmm. So I believe in staying true to who I am. And I feel like that really comes off. And I feel that the people that really are true fans, really, I feel like we could be best friends, all of us, because I've completely 100% been myself. And I think there is a deeper connection that way, where, you know, I always feel if there's any nasty comments, um, I always feel so defended by my crew that mm. it's just it's really really amazing that you can really connect with someone that much over YouTube where you know I've never met these people but I feel like they believe me they trust me you know and I think that's always what my main goal was to create with my audience yeah and I think it's a really good lesson too because like you said you're like you know I'm not this crazy personality I'm not this person like you know Jaclyn Hill like bouncing off the walls you know super and oh my god she's my favorite youtuber like I absolutely love her yeah I love her too <laughs> and I watch her half for her you know makeup abilities but mm -hmm. also her personality is so entertaining and yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you have that, obviously that's great, you know, go for it. Yeah. And not that I think you can, you know, shut that down if that's who you are, but I just, I know that that's not me. Yeah. And like you said, you have to be true to yourself because if you aren't and you look at someone like Jaclyn Hill and you're like, oh my God, I love her. I think she's amazing. All these people love her. She's huge. She's famous. She has all these brand deals. I, I need to be more like that. 
but you can't because if that's not who yeah. you are and if you're not innately that kind of bubbly type of a person, it's going to fall flat. People will sense it and you're just, it's just not going to be sincere and you're exactly. better off doing like what you're doing. I mean, even in the grand scheme of things, you said, you know, you're at almost half a million. I mean, that's still for a lot of people. Some people, you know, have a YouTube channel for three, four years and they're not anywhere near that. So, you know, obviously you're doing something right and that you are connecting with people because you are true to yourself and not, you know, not everybody has to be Jaclyn Hill, super energetic. I mean, that's the beauty of YouTube is that there's all types of people. Exactly. Yeah. And that people are going to connect with you and what, and because your information is so, I mean, I, you know, I've watched your videos and they are so informative, you know, about hair and stuff. And like, you give some really good tips and there's just a lot of really good content there that, it's perfect for, you know, if you want to find information about hair and very specific things, like your channel is perfect for that. And I'm sure your, yeah. your videos come up in searches and they come up, you know, when people are searching those things in YouTube, just because it is so informative. Yeah, absolutely. And I've done really only one collaboration in the mm -hmm. past with another YouTuber and she was like the complete opposite, you know, like bubbly, funny, her videos, you know, like lifestyle and fashion and some makeup and stuff but it was really people watch her for her personality and I thought what an amazing collaboration you know of you know this mix of two different personalities and I thought this will be great this will like attract what people probably feel like they're missing from my channel and it was so funny because it was the complete opposite my viewers were like, oh my God, she's so annoying. And, you know, like, I, I love your serene personality. And it was funny because when she uploaded the video on her page, she was like, oh my gosh, who is this girl? She's so boring, <laughs> you know? So it's just funny that you really do, like, acquire this audience of people that are like you mm -hmm. or that really like you. They connected to you. Yeah. So it's so funny because even though here I thought my audience really needs you know, some high energy, this bubbly personality. And yeah, that's not what they're here for. So um, it was a really big, like learning experience for me, that situation, but it was still a lot of fun. And it's so much fun to see how another YouTuber, you know, does things and stuff. So that's really, really interesting about that collaboration. Um, can you say who you collaborated with? Yeah, so it was Jermaine. I believe her channel is Jay Love Smack. Okay. Um, she's really popular she's mm -hmm. definitely millions of subscribers and you know like her audience loves her and I feel like everyone knows her so I thought how amazing to even you know like be doing a collaboration with her and it was just so funny because my audience was like nope <laughs> yeah that's really interesting how did you get connected with her it was actually at BeautyCon, you know, the big beauty convention that happens once a year oh yeah I've been there <laughs> yeah so yeah, we just met at one of the parties. And the funny thing about it is that in person, she's actually an extreme introvert. Like I'm introverted as well, but she was like the girl in the corner at a party. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I recognize her. She's awesome. And I'm going to go up and say hi. And um, I did. And that's how, you know, she started talking about how she wanted to change her hair. And it's like, I'm here for a couple of days. We should totally do it. And yeah, so that's how we ended up getting together. And I did her hair and that's what the video was. That's so cool. And you know, it's funny because I've noticed that too, that, you know, you see a lot of these people on YouTube and they just seem so bubbly or they're so just larger than life. And then in person, you're like, Oh my gosh, she's like, she seems just so different. Yeah. I, I don't know if it, and it happens quite often. I'm like, or they're just like very reserved and in their own little like world with like a few people and, yeah. you know, kind of closed off. And you're like, God, you seem like this like super friendly, outgoing, bubbly person. And then in, in person, you're just, it's like flat. And yeah. it's happened to me multiple times because I've, you know, I've been fortunate to meet, meet a ton of people and go to all the events and stuff. And it's really interesting. I, I don't know. I found that as well. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my first, first interaction with a YouTuber, um, and it was again at, you know, one of these like beauty events, I won't say her name, but I was just so like, I had followed her for years and I went up to her and she was like the main guest there. So it was expected that people were going to come up to her and say, hi. Um, it's not like I went up to her, you know, on the street or something. And she was just like, 
so short with me, like giving me one word answers. And it was just like, and it was just so weird because it was like, you know, we're here for you. Like we, we want to meet you. And she should have been so excited. I feel that, you know, she had a great turnout and that everyone was there like excited to mingle with her. And she just all night was like, I hate big crowds. I can't wait to go to my hotel room. I hate this. This is awful. Like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like she seems like the most people person and like the most outgoing on her channel. So that was like a big like wake up call or like, um, like, oh, okay, this is, and I get it. I'm, I'm not, you know, the life of the party. And when, you know, it's hard for me even to network sometimes because, you know, it, events like that that's the whole point yeah but I think that's different because if you're there and you're like the guest of honor and you're there to interact with people yeah <laughs> you need to be gracious you need to be generous with your time and exactly because that's why you're there you're not at the gym trying to get a workout in I mean you're exactly you're there to meet people and meet fans and meet the people that support you so the people that are like and it's awesome too when you meet people and then they're like super gracious and super excited yeah. like someone I can think of like that is Candy Johnson like she's just oh my like gosh. Yes. so energetic and like oh my god like thank you and you can tell like she genuinely appreciates she appreciates people yeah yes she is the same person on camera or off yeah. she is she has that energy and that personality yeah and like even for me I'm not like a big old you know YouTuber or anything like that but you know I do have a nice audience and stuff and I don't get approached anywhere like outside of beauty events but I do get approached at beauty events and people are like I love your podcast and like every time anyone does it, I'm like oh my god thank you so much and da 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 and yeah. like and granted you know I don't know if it's like for for this girl she has this happen to her like all the time and she's just over it but in that environment when these are like your diehard fans and these are people that follow you and these yeah. are people that support you I mean the least you can do is be sincere and genuine and just appreciative and it does turn yeah. me off when I see people like that it's really it really turns me off because I've seen that too and it is rare I, I mm -hmm. do feel most youtubers are you know they actually have a very humble heart yeah. you know most of us started you know from nothing yeah exactly in a tiny room in front of a camera you know that's and I feel like most people are very real and very humble but yeah occasionally <laughs> you'll have that and you know, maybe it was just a bad day or a bad weekend for her. I don't know. But yeah, I just feel like no matter how bad your day is, I mean, I work with clients too. And my clients don't want to know about how my day was. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they want awesome hair and they want, you know, an upbeat kind of personality. They want me to be excited to be doing their hair. Who wants to come in and be like, oh, okay, so you're not feeling well. You didn't have, you know, a good night's <laughs> sleep. Like you're there to give that. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you're there for, especially in a beauty con, especially in a yes. gem beauty, especially in an IMATS. That's what you're there for. But it is interesting. I mean, there's an entire now segment of channels on YouTube devoted to basically revealing dirt on these Ooh. huge personalities <laughs> and YouTubers that are like kind of nasty in person and do nasty things. So it's just par for the course. It's part of the territory whenever there's anything that's like this where people become seen as celebrities and all that you know it, those personalities especially in this day and age with so much with everybody having a smartphone and a camera and a video like in their pocket you can't really get away with that stuff yeah, I know. so it's crazy but anyway so okay so then back to that collaboration so did you end up getting I mean she's you know significantly larger than than you yeah so since you guys were so different and it sounded like her audience didn't really resonate with you and you were audience didn't really resonate with her did you get any subscribers or any traction from that collaboration we did I think in one or two days I think we got maybe an extra thousand subscribers which is huge um, but it really does start to die down. And that's that's another thing, too, we've like learned through YouTube. Um, you can have a lot of subscribers and not a lot of view or viewers. And you can have, you know, less subscribers. But, you know, like 90% of your audience is like watching, you know. Um, yeah, totally. So I feel like my videos, whatever traction they get in a week or a month, isn't really... It's not a good reflection necessarily on the video because in a year it can, you know, double, triple, sometimes 10 times more the views. But I feel like 
a lot of times when it's more like personality, it's like a video that's new is what's really going to get views. And um, once the video is not so new, like nobody's searching, you know, what did she say six months ago, Mm -hmm. you know, but if it's piece of content that's relevant and I feel like with hair, when I'm talking about how to get breast free, like that's never going to go out of style. Yeah, that's true. So it doesn't matter if the video is four years old, people are still searching it. So it's evergreen. Yeah. Right. So basically the traction we got was for like one or two days. Um, and then it was, you know, kind of went down from there. But I also think it was really because we were just so different. And I'm sure a lot of people were clicking, you know, on my channel to be like, oh, who is she actually working with? But they wouldn't subscribe because I'm so not what they were looking for. Yeah, it is very interesting. And I think that's a good, good point that, you know, you think, oh, yeah, that'll, you know, I'll bring in some personality and see what happens. And people like who they like. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, that is what I've learned <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. And that made me even more want to be who mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, You want to be who you are, but you also want to listen to your audience. And if my audience is like, in the beginning, I would say, um, and like a lot, people were like, stop saying that. Like, So of course, I really tried to minimize it or at least edit it out. And people were appreciative of that. So you also have to listen to your audience, of course. But you know, as long as you're staying true to yourself. Yeah. And I think like the first step is being genuine, being true to yourself, talking about something you're knowledgeable and passionate about. And then from that comes the engaged audience. And then with the engaged audience comes people that care enough and are passionate enough about you and your content to even provide you any feedback. Yeah. And then then you have the opportunity. In a way, it's an opportunity if you have an audience that's providing enough feedback that you have enough content that you're, like you said, you're always trying to catch up because not everybody has that also. And that's, I think, part of the reason why some people trying to come up with ideas because they don't maybe have that many people coming out. Maybe like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? But the more people are engaged and invested in your channel and say, I want to see you, not, you know, another YouTuber that I can, I can search this information. I'm sure it's out there, but I want to see you, Sylvia, do this video. And that's like a very cool thing. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so much out there already that if they really wanted to see a video on, you know, how to do a fishtail braid, you know, da, 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 they can search it. Yeah. But if they're requesting it from you, that says a lot. Yeah. And I actually struggle with that because sometimes I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do another beachy wave tutorial. And like I used to always think, there's millions of that already on YouTube. Um, and, but yeah, like people would request it and, you know, I'd upload it and people would be like, oh my gosh, like I learned one new trick from this or, and it really just made me, you know, just listen to the audience. Don't try and like, no, they're asking for it, but they don't actually need this. They need, you know, this instead, or this, you know, is what I should upload sooner. Um, because I felt that this is the information they needed, but yeah, just don't estimate or Many times I thought like, well, it's just the same or the result might be the same, but how I do it is differently. Or I might have these really easy tips and tricks on how to get it even, you know, with less effort or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't underestimate that you could maybe possibly do it better or, mm-hmm. you know, better for your audience at least. Yeah, that's a good one. Better for your audience. Yeah. Uh huh. That's a really good phrase. Okay. So the other question that I always ask guests on the show is what do you struggle with for your channel? Um, I think... Honestly, people always say like, oh my gosh, you must have such thick skin. People say such nasty things. And I honestly have to say I've been pretty lucky. And when they make comments about your looks or about you, you know, who you are, like that doesn't, that kind of just rolls off and it's like, well, I'm not for you, you know, on to the next. But um, I, I think it's really when they, more when they will say like, oh my gosh, this video is totally sponsored and it wasn't. Or they accuse me of, you know, like, you're like lying to us or, you know, this really isn't your favorite product. You know, you're just being paid to say that. And I I think when your like integrity is being questioned, I think that's probably one of the hardest things I deal with because that's when I really just want to just scream at the top of my lungs and really use my platform to be like, I'm not. But, you know, someone that thinks that I feel like no matter what you say, they're going to 
think what they think. And these sometimes, most of the time, are not your subscribers. You know, there's people that are coming on and questioning. And it also makes me like question myself. Like, have I not been genuine enough? Like, where where did I steer you wrong to make you even think this? And my husband's always like, you know what? Like, in anything you do, you're always going to have someone that doesn't like it, someone that you know, questions who you are, what you're saying, and that's fine. But I think that's probably number one is just someone thinking that you're doing something vicious that you're really not. Yeah, I think it's really hard. Yeah, like make fun of how I look all you want and whatever. Like, I don't care. But like, yeah, who I am, the integrity and your intention. Yeah, that's so hard to to just that is really, really hard. Yeah. And to feel misunderstood or misinterpreted or or whatever. I think that is really difficult because if your goal, like you said, if your goal is to, you know, be genuine and be sincere and have this type of channel that's knowledgeable and inspirational and then people call into question that, that's kind of like the core of your being. And that is a hard thing to deal with. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course they're going to find your like weak spot or like what's actually going to hurt you. And like, I see some girls that like Candy Johnson, I mean, like the comments sometimes leave her and and it's just like, oh my God, she's a beautiful girl inside and out. And sometimes it's like, how can anyone even say anything about her face? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think that too, I'm like, oh my God, I think she has like the perfect, most gorgeous face. Like she's she's stunning to me and she looks like that in person too. And she's tall and she, she has a huge, big smile. And I'm like, how can these people sit here and like, say like even negative things about the way she looks? I'm like, she's stunning. it's, It's like, and it's like, if they think she's not, and it's the reality is, is, is she is stunning and she is gorgeous and people are just going to say things just to say things oh, and, yeah. and just people are, some people are nasty or their nasty side comes out when they're behind a computer screen yeah it was also when she did her the video about her dad passing and that's mm. probably like one of the times like where she had a few dislikes like every single video on youtube does but mm-hmm. i was just like who like i don't care yeah. how, how much you dislike her it's like her yeah how and like she's being it's so difficult, I'm sure, to open up about something like that on YouTube. Yeah. And she's just being real and raw and talking about, you know, probably one of the hardest things that she's gone through in life. And you're just like like it just oh my gosh, it made me <laughs> um Yeah. Like question sometimes. Like, do I still want to do YouTube even though it wasn't to be a part yeah. of this community. <laughs> but here's the thing. With with Candy Johnson is that yeah, there's always going to be that group of people, the haters, but then there's so many people that love oh, her and gosh. like her. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it's like you have to just take the good with the bad. And absolutely. And it's just a, those nasty people are, are just going to be everywhere. And so she's fortunate that she has like a ginormous, a huge, loyal and engaged audience. And same thing with you. I mean, you've created, like you said, a very, very loyal audience, one that connects with you. And you're just going to have these randos that decide to come yeah. in and, <laughs> you know, rain on your parade. And and they're probably doing that to everybody that they watch. But uh, yeah, I mean, you wonder sometimes you're like, how could this is like a very personal video? Like, how can anyone like, uh, yeah, I I think it's so weird. I don't think I've ever down thumbed any video at all. It's just like, it's like, first off, if you're like sitting there watching this video from Candy Johnson, like, then don't watch it. Yeah, exactly. Then then move on. (laughs) Don't sit there and spend moments, you know, of your life commenting negatively. It's just weird. I don't get it. I don't know. So I know it's like sometimes when I like upload a video, if it's like how to curl your hair or something. And I only like straight hair and anyone that curls their hair, it's like, <laughs> did you not read the title of the video? It's like, why are you watching? Why would you waste? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it cracks up. I know. That's, yeah. I don't, why, why did you curl your hair? I mean, can't we just do it straight? You're just like, no, what? That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the business side of things. So you are also working as well as a hairstylist, right? Yes. Okay. And so right now, are you just uploading once a week? Yes. We did try for maybe almost a year doing twice mm-hmm. a week. And mm-hmm. I mean, we were just, you know, spreading ourselves out so thin and mm-hmm. it's it's so much work. So I think maybe my husband is, you know, possibly thinking of, you know, focusing on YouTube full time. Maybe if we ever do that, there would be time for, for more videos per week. But right now, one is definitely plenty. 
Yes, that's what I was going to ask. So you guys are both working full-time beyond the YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, he's he's actually said a couple of times, you know, I, I think it's kind of time that you maybe focus full-time on YouTube. Um, mm. And I always said starting, like, I like doing hair and I want to do YouTube to kind of help and supplement that. I don't want it mm. ever to get in the way. Mm. But... I actually feel YouTube has given me so many, so many amazing opportunities that I don't care how amazing of a hairdresser you are. You probably would never get unless, you know, you have this kind of platform. Platform. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, in the beginning, I didn't give YouTube the respect it deserved. And I, I feel like more and more my, you know, my focus is changing a little bit. I think over the last year, um, I think ideally I, I can't not be behind a chair, you know, for, mm-hmm. I would say maybe at least the next 10 years, I think I would maybe cut back and maybe doing, you know, two, three days a week, um, in the salon and maybe focusing more time on YouTube right now. I'm working, you know, five to six days a week at the salon. So, oh, wow. yeah. So you're, you're working very much full time at the salon. Yeah. Um, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take like mornings off. Like I do start later and that's, mm-hmm. you know, try and spend some time with my dog and have some personal, you know, trying to fit in a workout and mm-hmm. kind of focusing on myself and, you know, salon. And then when we're back around seven or eight, that's, you know, have dinner and it's rest of the evening is normally yeah. surrounded around YouTube stuff. But your husband's thinking about actually quitting like what he does to do to help basically your YouTube channel. Yeah. Don't tell his boss, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It really is a big passion of his too. I also think he loves that he, you know, I mean, he, he works for an advertising agency, but doing that, Mm -hmm. you're really working, obviously working for someone else and you're creating something that a brand wants. And I feel Mm -hmm. like with this, he really feels he's directing it and he's, you know, even though the content is all me and stuff, but he, he really feels like this is, you know, our thing. And it's, it's a lot of fun to grow something that's yours as opposed to, you know, growing a business or a company for someone else. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's more personal. It's just totally different. So what are some of the um, like amazing opportunities you've gotten from having your YouTube channel? Probably the first, and this will probably stick out the most. Um, I want to say it was 2014. Yes. So when we had been consistently uploading for about a year, um, Redkin reached out to me and I went to a Redkin affiliated school. Redkin has always been my, you know, ride or die color line. And, um, my essential goal with starting a YouTube channel was I want, you know, a brand that I've been using for years to just notice me, just to notice me, just like, Hey, thanks for using our product. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in 2014, Redkin reached out and said, we love what you're doing. We love how passionate you are about Redkin products. We want to fly you, you know, to New York. And so you can tour our, you know, Redkin exchange. Um, We want you to take all the classes that are available for free. Um, The amount of product I got, um, they completely supplemented my salon with products. I I had, we were living in a teeny tiny San Francisco apartment and about half of my living room was boxes of Redken products. So I mean, I was just, I was taking photos of it and just really pinching myself. Like, is this, you know, real life? Like, had you told me this five years ago when I was at this Redken school, you know, busting my butt, trying to graduate and try to, I was moving to the city. I had no money. Like, how am I going to get get my future going? And, you know, I, I, it was probably not a very big thing, but for such a big brand to notice me and, you know, really just spoiling me. It was just, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so, did they, so they basically Redkin invited you to go to their school program and then yeah. give you products. Yeah. So I went through all their like training classes for free then. Oh yeah. And this is, you know, these classes are expensive. big deals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, most hairdressers probably do one or two, you know, in their careers. Um, and it's just, it's just being, you know, the, a week with these really top of the line hairdressers and just so inspiring to see what someone has done with their career. That's been, you know, been doing this for forever. Yeah. And to be just one-on-one talking with them, we're, you know, hands-on 
you know, learning these techniques with the best, really. So, um, and they ended up flying me out three times to New York that year. Wow. Still continuously. I mean, again, I was invited to Naha this year. Um, What's that? Naha. So it's the North American Hairstyling Awards. It's basically Oscars oh. for hair. It's probably one of the most mm. beautiful, inspiring things I've been to. Um, and again, yeah, they flew me out and just to attend this show. I mean, I wasn't nominated wow. or anything. Yeah. Most people that are nominated have been in the industry for mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Sam Villa got his Lifetime Achievement Award, which was so beautiful. I think the whole audience was in tears. Um, mm. But yeah, just and this is just Redken. But obviously, mm-hmm. BeautyCon has, you know, invited me out. I've been I've spoken panels and the ability that YouTube has allowed me to travel. Um, last time we were in Hawaii, you know, the Ritz Carlton reached out and was like, Hey, did you want to come stay with us? And, you know, we'll comp your stay, just tell your audience how much you love staying here. And so just wow. like that, that you're like, Oh my gosh, five years ago, I would have killed to be on a vacation. Like, did you throw out that you wanted to go to Hawaii and they contacted you or did they randomly Hawaii, you know, Rich Carlton, Hawaii randomly said, Hey, you know, would you like to come to our resort? I, I think we did post something out. Like, I think it's time for a vacation, something like that, but it wasn't, you know, like I want to go to Hawaii and I want to stay at this place. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's still, it's mind boggling to me sometimes still, you know, what wow. this platform really how many people it does reach out to. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. So how many subscribers did you have when Redken reached out to you? I think at the time, I think it just reached maybe 100,000. I think it mm-hmm. around, I think I received my like silver plaque or whatever when mm-hmm. around the time that I was getting all these products. Um, wow. And to me, I thought, oh my gosh, 100,000 subscribers and Redken reached out like I am made. <laughs> this is this is it. But I mean, obviously, still so much more room to grow and so much more to mm-hmm. do, but really had to take a week and, you know, soak it all in. Yeah, that's so cool. And then what about the Ritz Carlton? Where were you at with that? So yeah, we were there for, I believe, eight days. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was probably one of the nicest vacations. I mean, we do get to travel a lot, but I felt like this was really the only work we had to do was take pictures, which we do anyway and Mm -hmm. I think we ended up posting way more than like they they were like oh we're happy with like one photo just tell your audience like I'm staying at the Ritz and I'm loving it here whatever and I mean we were posting you know three times a day well how do you not love staying at the Ritz in Hawaii I mean oh my god god yes like I would (laughs) normally we would never stay at such a (laughs) ritzy place yeah but I do have to say that the service alone is amazing. It's an experience. And I still think like, you don't need, you know, this fancy schmancy stuff, you know, you're at the beach, like that's all you need. But they really, it was probably the most relaxing, nicest vacation. We went in March too, where we were like, we don't know how the weather's going to be. And it was a really busy time for me at the salon. And it was like booked. I was kind of like, is this like even smart to go now? And instantly, you know, we were, we arrived and I was like, I am on vacation. I am relaxed. And sometimes it takes a day to kind of, you know, really kind of relax and get into it. And this was instant. I mean, just so, so nice. Yeah. How many subscribers were you at when, when they reached out? And um, this was this past March. So just a couple months ago. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So, you know, in addition to these types of trips and things like that, are you working with brands when it comes to sponsorships or sponsor type videos and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my husband manages all the, you know, talking to companies. Obviously, we get hundreds and hundreds of emails daily. So he kind of yeah. fishes through what's relevant for our channel and our brand um, and then comes to me with, you know, the 10 a day. Like, are you interested in this? And I mean, obviously, oh we gosh. say no to so much stuff. Sometimes it is relevant. Sometimes it's actually, yeah, you know what? I actually do like that blow dryer, but I love this one more. And I've already talked about it. And you have to be really careful because if you like two blow dryers, mm-hmm. God forbid, you're like lying and sponsored, you know? Yeah so, yeah. so we just, you know, we have to be really careful. And But the truth of the matter is that sometimes I do like these two products equally. Sometimes, but you know, you just 
can't talk about it because that would just just seem ingenuine or like, wait, did you really not like the first blow dryer you mentioned? So yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, we really do. So we really cut down. We, we mainly work with about like four companies kind of a year, which is, you know, really not a lot, but so like, and then we, but I do multiple videos a year, you know, in collaboration with that brand. So Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I was like, try and tell my audience, I try and be you know, as open with it as I, I think should be, but like, I'm an adult and, you know, I'm working in a salon or, I mean, as adults, we all just have to work. Right. So I feel like if YouTube didn't pay me any money and if it wasn't, I mean, let's just be real. Like I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't make time for it. You know, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. stay up till two, 3 a.m., most nights of the week working on something just as a hobby. I mean, that's just, yeah. it's, it's not realistic. So yeah, you have to make money yeah. for it and people have to understand that. And that's what I try and tell my audience. Like we are very honest with them when, you know, this product is sponsored. We like to tell them, but if, you know, I, I can't stress enough that if I decided to make a sponsored video, it means I really truly do like this brand Yeah, and just kind of hope that they, they trust me and believe me. So it it really has gotten a lot better. And I think what I learned was that, you know, work with as little companies as possible. And the funny thing is, is that we end up doing more sponsored videos. But I think once it's about the same company, they're like, oh, yeah, she loves this brand. We we know this brand. This is this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think mm-hmm. it was learning that that I think really, really helped, you know, our audience. But believe us and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really important. Um, Okay, so now we're going to transition into our next part of the interview, which is the best tips round. So it's just quick, quick tips. uh, And just, you know, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. So what is your best tip for starting a channel? Just start, honestly, like you don't have to know everything is what I always tell people when they want to start. Just just start, you'll learn along the way. What is your best tip for what not to do? Uh, Don't try to be something you think people want. Just, you know, stick to what you're good at and be you. Yep. What is your best tip for growing your channel? Consistency, consistency, consistency. There's, I don't think that there's anything. And I, I learned this the hard way. My husband was always pushing it. But, you know, when you're consistent, people believe if you upload one video every year, people are not thinking about you. They're not being influenced by you. Consistency gets people attracted. Consistency is super important. Yes. What is your best equipment tip? Best equipment tip? I think lighting. Um, Honestly, a video can almost be shot on an iPhone if it has good lighting. Good lighting can make your skin look amazing. It can make your hair, it can make everything look just so much better. I think we definitely did the opposite. We had really nice cameras and microphones and all that. Um, and our lighting was probably the most <laughs> lacking thing. Um, but yeah, invest in some good lighting and you'll look amazing and you're going to be more inspired to, to put out more content because you like the way it looks. What kind of lighting do you guys use now? Oh my gosh, my husband's going to kill me because I don't actually know. Um, but it's mm. like, they're very small lights. So they're easy to like they're really portable and they're like little LED lights, which according to him is the best light. <laughs> well, do me a favor and ask him for the lighting and then just, you know, send it to me afterwards oh, yeah. and then we'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. So for those of you guys listening, you know, a lot of things that you guys know that we always have extensive show notes and links to everything discussed. So I will have Sylvia email me because it sounds like her husband anyways is more of kind of like the techie person. Yes. <laughs> so it would be interesting to see what he recommends when it comes to camera and, you know, all, all those, the, the equipment type things. So go to beautyandthevlog.com forward slash Sylvia and we'll have all that information there. Okay, so next is the beauty bonus round. Ooh. So with the beauty bonus round, same thing. I ask the same questions to everybody that's been on the show and just kind of come up with the first thing that, that comes to your mind. So because you're a hair person, what are your three holy grail must have hair products or tools? 
Okay. Um, let's start, I guess, in the order of how I would use them. Um, a okay. good shampoo. I cannot stress the importance of a good hydrating shampoo. And Monate is what I personally love. What is it? Monate, M-O-N-A-T. It's short for modern nature. It's an online, I personally sell it, but I mean, I've been using it for two years and it's, mm-hmm. it's completely changed my hair and it, I feel everyone really should be on it. It's just called Monet Shampoo? Yes. It's a whole hair care line. Okay. It's an anti-aging okay. hair care line. And it, especially with my clientele wanting to be blonde, a lot of them come in with really, you know, dry damaged hair. And this basically restores it and allows me to do what I need to do to lighten it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Every girl should, if you color your hair, you should basically be on this. Okay. Well, I'll link that in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. then for a dry shampoo, I typically think shampooing every other day is ideal. Any more than that, you're actually going to get a lot of like debris in your scalp, which also isn't good. Um, and Mm. every day is a little too much in stripping of your hair. So dry shampoo is an absolute must. Uh, I love the way foam dry shampoo. I think it smells amazing and it's not powdery, which a lot of girls hate. So that one's amazing. And then an amazing blow dryer and the Chi 3 Pro Series. Oh my gosh, best blow dryer. It's ion infused. So it really leaves your hair feeling silkier than your hair felt before it was blow dried. Um, And it, with time's use, it actually improves your hair, which is insane. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to check that out. I just have like an old hair dryer from like Rite Aid. Oh my gosh. So it'll, <laughs> it'll drop your world. I promise you. But I don't actually dry my hair that often. Okay. I, I really just air dry it most of the time. Oh, you're so yeah. lucky. Then you must have super awesome texture. Yeah. I have like straight-ish, wavy-ish hair. Nice. So I just air dry it. Oh my gosh. But... Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So... We kind of talked a little bit about this, uh, but what do you use for tech-wise? What do you guys use to edit? Um, we use Final Cut Pro, which okay. I, I honestly wanted to use the iMovie, which is just really easy. And my husband's yeah. like, hell no. <laughs> we Really? Yeah. So, yeah, this is what he uses at work and stuff. So, I mean, you have a billion, you know, options and stuff. So, and, and I, I do think it's a lot cleaner and looks more professional. Yes. Do you think it's worth the investment to iMovie to use it? Yes, absolutely. I think if you're going to be doing this for a while, I would definitely, definitely invest in it. Yes. Uh, what's your camera? We currently have the Canon Mark III DSLR and we are planning on getting the new Sony, which is like what like movies and stuff are using now. Oh my gosh. What, what camera is that? The new Sony? Yeah. Um, and again, I can, once I ask Adam, we can send you it. Yeah. Okay. Ask him. Okay. Cause people might be curious just to check it out. And then, well, you're going to ask him about your lighting and what about for sound? For sound? Yeah. We also, that's another one of his things is sound is okay. really good. So we have, I actually don't know how it's pronounced, but R-O-D-E, Mike. Yeah, the road, yeah. Yeah, so that for everything, we just got a small version of that for vlogging as well, which, oh my gosh, makes a huge difference because that's one of the reasons why we don't vlog more is because he hates the sound on it. He's like, this just sounds so amateur. So we have that new setup for vlogs as well now. What camera do you guys use for your vlogs? Is it the Canon one you guys have? So that's what I normally carry around. And that's more for like B footage of a vlog. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the new Sony. Yeah. I, I Again, <laughs> and all the names. Oh, okay. and so it's a new, it like stabilizes. So you can literally like run and it will like stabilize the picture. So um, okay. it's amazing for vlogs. Like you literally get high quality. Like we could shoot a commercial or something with that and it in movement and it would look amazing. Okay. So we'll, we'll get some emails back oh, and yeah. forth with these specific products. So, okay. And what would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? Definitely not take that break <laughs> that we did. Hmm. The longer you wait, I mean, you know, YouTube is inundated with new content daily. So the hmm. longer you wait, the more, you know, the more you're competing with basically. So, you know, if you started thinking 
just even thinking about doing it, just do it, just start Mm -hmm. and do it consistently. And you'll learn as you go. And, you know, people will be requesting things and it, yeah, yeah, just waiting for the perfect moment, I think is the worst thing you can do. All right. So who would be your dream collaboration? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. Wow. Um, Well, I've learned that it should be someone closer in personality to me. Mm-hmm. I actually love Alex Garza. We're both Capricorn, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I feel like mm. she's also very, you know, calm and kind of, you know, she really like sticks to her content. She's very organized. And I believe she actually went to cosmetology school as well, but she does like a lot of lifestyle and stuff. And I love her style. So I feel like collaboration with her would be so much fun. What do you wish you did do when you first started? I think I wish I was just less shy and owned it more. Like I was embarrassed to even tell my friends I was doing it. Um, Mm. and you know, just really be more like proud of it and engage more, even like my friend, my personal friends on Facebook, like go watch this and stuff. I kind of kept it a secret (laughs) for this long. I mean, and until I was maybe like at around a hundred thousand where I felt like, okay, this, you know, this is a thing now, now I'm okay to share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people kind of hide it from friends and family but people you know like people read your like your vibe about it and if you're like really confident like this is it this is what I'm doing this is amazing people are going to be drawn to that but if you're just like oh yeah it's really embarrassing and I don't you know I don't want everyone to know like people are gonna be like I have no interest in watching that that sounds awful she doesn't even believe in it (laughs) so that's very true. Yeah. That's very, very true. But for some people, it takes some some time yeah. to get comfortable enough <laughs> to get that confidence in it. Yeah. So what is the biggest mistake that you've made in your YouTube career? I, again, I'd probably say that taking that time and not being consistent in the beginning. I feel like that really, mm. that when I started, it was still pretty, I mean, you know, there was many makeup and beauty gurus already out there, but it was mm-hmm. a much more untapped market than it is. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. What is the smartest decision you made in your YouTube career? Um, I think saying no to brands that I didn't believe in. And at the time, I mean, mm. especially in the beginning, we turned away so much money and it was, it was like, it made me nauseous almost to think, Yeah, um, you know, like even if this doesn't work out well, like at least I have this money in my pocket, but mm-hmm. really staying true to what, I believed in and what I liked obviously has so much more benefited me by, you know, sticking to my gut. Yeah, definitely. And what is your favorite video or one that you're most proud of? Um, your most viewed video is actually my first, one of the first videos and it's how to do a four point haircut on yourself. And even though I, that's probably the most embarrassing video, my hair, my eyebrows, the way I'm talking in it, it's just awful. The lighting's mm-hmm. awful, but I still, if someone is like looking to get their hair cut, I feel like it, the way it was edited, it really does teach something. And it, mm. it really is that simple. And like, I think that's one of the videos where I really give the most info in a short kind of condensed video. And it's something that could really actually save you a lot of money. <laughs> And is it a video where you found that you actually got a lot of views? Yeah, that was our first video to reach a million views. And this was years ago. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe like, you know, still way far from a million subscribers. But we have a couple videos with a million views. Yeah, that's crazy. That's good. Yeah. And what is your superpower? Meaning, what is the ability that you have that comes naturally to you that you don't have to work towards that you think has contributed to your success? I think my passion for hair, because that's not something you can necessarily like really learn. I really live and breathe hair. Um, and I think that comes across. And when you're like really passionate about something, like I've said in the past, people you know, gravitate towards that. And I've had a couple of people saying like, oh, you know, when I started watching your videos or came across your videos, I didn't really care about my hair. And the more I learned, like, I just didn't know how to do it or how to take care of my hair. And just watching a video of yours just makes me want to go play with my hair, want to try something new. So I think that my passion for it can kind of be contagious, even though, I mean, yeah, I don't expect you to like hair the way I do, but 
if I can just help, you know, someone understand their own hair a little bit through my passion, I feel like that's a pretty cool superpower. Yeah, I think that's great. Passion is huge. Having knowledge is huge. And those things work together are kind of like the magic formula for YouTube also. Oh my God, so, yeah. And you don't have to have like a crazy personality, like you said. If you have the passion and you have the, the knowledge, then, you know, you can do really well on YouTube as you are able to show. So, well, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Sylvia. that's our interview. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. It's really, really nice talking to you. And I loved hearing your stories and your advice. Yay. And so where can people find you if they want to check you and your channel out? Yeah. So I'm L Bangs. That's E-L-L-E-B-A-N-G-S on YouTube. And I am Sylvia X Reese, my name with just an X in the middle on Instagram. That's where you can see my like work from the salon and get some hair tips on YouTube. Perfect. And where's your, if people want to check out you and your work and go to your salon, where are you? You're in Northern, you're in San Francisco, right? Yes. So I am, okay. yeah, so my salon is located in the financial district, like right next to the Transamerica building, the big pyramid building that's very iconic to San Francisco. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so, so much, Sophia. It was so nice having you on the show. Thank you. So, so honored (laughs) to even be considered. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks. Bye. Well, there you go. That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.